Welcome to another episode of American Timelines. I'm Amy. And I'm Joe. And to- I'm not Grover Cleveland Steamer. No. I'm officially... He's Joe. Today we are discussing... Stop it. We are discussing... Ni- we're opening hop slams. Stop it. Sorry. No, we're discussing 1999. 1999! This is our final episode of the 1990 season. It is. Season one has come and gone pretty fast. Yeah, it's been Um, a good ride. And we started this, actually, for those of you who don't know, we started with 90s. Everyone says, why did you start with the 90s, you idiots? That's just an arbitrary thing. You're doing 2000s next? No, we decided collectively... That we can't wait to get into the 70s. And and the the 80s. 80s. There will be lots of cool, crazy murder stuff. And a lot of the pop culture stuff would be crazy because the internet wasn't around. Yep, So we didn't didn't hear about all this crazy shit. So Mm -hmm. those are going to be fun. And we wanted to get good at this before we delve into the good stuff. So we figured 90s will be our practice season. That's right. And so, and again, we've really just started doing this for fun because we like doing it. Mm-hmm. And I had all this equipment and I like podcasts. So does Amy, right? Mm, that's right. We don't really like the same kind of podcast, but we both like podcasts. So we yeah. said, let's make our own and try to meld our two interests together. And mm-hmm. so here we are. And we've done a season now and some people are listening. We just got up to 900 followers on the Twitter. That's pretty sweet. On the tweet, on the tweets. On the twats. On the tweet storms. Yep. Um, we've joined a, a Pottern family, a podcast family. Yep. We're just happy to do it, and uh, if you're listening, uh, drop us a line. Yeah, send us an email. Yeah. Are you ready for this? Yeah, let's do it. What happened in 1999, honey? 1999. There was a big snowstorm leaving 14 inches of snow January 2nd of 99 in Milwaukee and Chicago, killing 68 people. Wow, that's a lot of people. Yeah. The Senate trial in the impeachment of the U.S. President Bill Clinton began January 7th. 1999. At the Royal Rumble. It wasn't just a Royal Rumble battle. There's other matches. So The Rock beat Mankind for the WWF title. He okay. won the title. Yeah. He didn't have it before the match. He won it. Okay. It was an I Quit match. And Mankind is Mick Foley. You've heard me talk about Mick Foley before. Yes. And he's known. Do you know what he's known for at all? He's real smart. Well, he actually is. But he's actually known in the rest of the world for just taking a ridiculous amount of punishment. Oh, like, okay. Like he is famous for almost dying a bunch of times. Like he... Did some Jeez. crazy cage match where he just jumped jumped off of this super high cage and just just to jump off. Like he wasn't Why? muscly at all. He's like kind of a fat guy, but so he's, he's a daredevil. He's like a daredevil. He just take a bunch of pun. His teeth are all gone. Like why does he do that? I don't know. I guess it's been his career. But he this match was very hard for me to watch because uh, it was an I quit match. So the only what does that mean? The only way to win is you know they have a microphone. There's a guy holding mm-hmm. a microphone, and and the only way to win is to have your opponent. Say in the microphone that I quit. I quit. Oh. I don't want to do this match anymore. It got brutal around this time. So yeah. I watched this match. And I had fast forward a little bit, and at some point, somehow mankind ends up in handcuffs behind his back. Like, well, it. I, how is that even? I don't even know. I don't even know how it got to that. But somehow there's handcuffs, and so he's handcuffed for the match. And the last five minutes of the match is just. This <laughs> is crazy. It's just the Rock, just nailing. Mick Foley with a steel chair in the oh head. Oh my god, while well, he's handcuffed? Yeah, he's handcuffed, so he's just standing there while the rock just, it's like a video game, it just nails him in the head, Jeez. over and over repeatedly. So I looked up online, I was like, is this what? And they said he took 11 shots to the head with what? a steel chair. And you know, when they first introduced steel chairs to wrestling, 
You could you could see. <laughs> I mean, why? Like what? Back in the eighties and stuff. Whose idea was that? You could see they. You could tell they like pull it. You yeah. know where they don't really hit them. Yeah. And they you know they just kind of tap them with it. Yeah. But then they're not unconscious. And yeah. Dead or whatever. This was like full on swing. I mean, the chair was getting bent and broken. It was clear Jeez. he was hitting him hard in the head. And so it was hard for me to watch. I was just like, what is he doing? I knew he had this reputation. Yeah. When I was watching this, but it's still. It was hard as fuck to watch. So, so why do you like they, to watch it? I don't, I don't know. Oh I don't. God. I don't like this. I like the old rap. Like I like the old. I'm Hulk Hogan. And you like the soap opera? Yeah, and all like, that I stuff. liked all that when I was a kid. Like it was like when I was a kid. Yeah, it was different. It was more like family friendly and everything. Now this one, they're like. It's like extreme like, fighting Fuck or whatever. You and you bitch and all this stuff. Oh, do they really? Yeah, because they got like that. Because like, they were trying at that point. They were trying to appeal to the audience of kids who liked wrestling in the '80s, who are now in college and older kids. Women are half naked and they're yeah, but that was always the way. No, not back then. Elizabeth wore like prom dresses, like, but in the nineties they're all naked because it's all like everybody's older now. Anyway, so it was really hard to watch. By the end of the match, they're drag. He's just hitting him with a chair in the head over and over in the aisle. They're not even in the ring anymore. While he's handcuffed, and it was weird as I watched it because the last chair shot. I mean, he the Rock nailed him, and the Rock looked. To me, like he didn't really One. feel real comfortable about doing that. I like, would hope so. But I'm sure it was Mick Foley was like, just do it, just do it. This is what sells. It's clear the last hit, he's unconscious completely. Oh my god, like, he's just he could have killed him. I know he could have. Has anybody ever killed anybody? And I mean, not, yeah, I know well, there's been accidents. Well, we'll get into that. Um, oh, but anyway, he's on. So he's on his face, unconscious, and the Rock puts the mic down to him. And the first couple of times he puts the mic, say I quit. He's like, you're gonna have to kill me, Rock. Go to hell. Or whatever. Yeah. He's not gonna quit. And when he puts the mic down to him this last time. He doesn't even move at all. Uh, you can tell his mouth isn't moving. You hear, yeah, I quit, I quit, I quit. Is somebody else saying that? It's a recording of him yeah. saying it because oh. he was unconscious. Oh, God. That, oh, that's what I, that's my gut was when I watched it. Yeah. Like, so I looked it up and it turns out they admitted that that's what happened. He was completely out cold. Oh, and it was my just God. a recording over the PA system, which is crazy. Like, yes. Why would you want to watch that? Like, the, Well, that's my question every time you talk <laughs> about wrestling. I don't know. I don't know. And then during the Royal Rumble match, it was crazy. You know, that's a 30 people. In the right, ring, yeah, yeah. The first two people were Stone Cold Steve Austin, who won the last two Royal Rumbles. Uh-huh. And Mr. McMahon was in the Royal Rumble this time, Vince McMahon. The guy who owns it? Yeah, the guy who owns it. So he, he's a big bodybuilder guy. He's buff. Oh, he so, is? I guess I never realized that. Yeah. He's always wearing a tuxedo or something, yeah, isn't he's, he? <laughs> he's always wearing a suit. Yeah, not a tuxedo. But, <laughs> but, uh, but this one, he comes out with his shirt off, and he's built. He's, like, pumped. Like, he was ready for it. Like, Roid it out. Yeah, yeah, definitely worried about it. But I think this is one of the first times I could be wrong in this one, and wrestling fans will kill me if I'm wrong, but this might have been one of the first ones he actually wrestled and got in the ring. So it was obvious, like, oh, he doesn't know how to wrestle. Yeah. Because the first, they were the first two entrants in the Royal Rumble. And the whole thing about it was he doesn't know how to wrestle. He doesn't wrestle. but And he was like 60 or something. So Stone Cold beats the crap out of him. And then Vince McMahon runs out of the ring, but he slides mm-hmm. under the bottom, so it's not over the top rope. And then Stone Cold chases him out into the ladies' bathroom, and there's what? a bunch of people waiting there. And they all beat the shit out of Stone Cold, right? Vince McMahon had his old stable of the corporation. All these oh, wrestlers right. and guys that are mm-hmm. you know, part of his corporation. They were bad guys. And that was their whole angle. It was a smart angle for a long time. It was mm-hmm. like, Stone Cold's the hero. He doesn't give a shit about the boss and fuck you, rich guy. Yeah. And Stone Cold's all about drinking beer and kicking ass. He's like the white yeah. trash yeah. king, you know? Um, you know, all those trucks and camouflage and yeah. drinking a bunch of beer. So anyway, they knock Stone Cold out and they have to take him to the hospital in the ambulance. Mm. And... Uh, so they show the ambulance taken. And the Royal Rumble keeps going. People keep coming out and doing yeah. stuff. And, and so they go through all this match while Stone Cold's at the hospital or whatever, getting treated. Like he's really he's at the hospital? Well, oh, it's a pretend. they show the ambulance take him. But, he's, but they said pretend. all these people knocked him unconscious in the yeah. women's bathroom. But about you know three quarters of the way through the match. He runs back in. Vince McMahon comes out to the ring and puts on a headset. He's like, yeah, I'm still technically in this ring, in this match, but I'm going to just come in at the end and win, whatever. 
which is stupid. And he's just sitting there on the headset talking to the announcers. Then all of a sudden you see an ambulance show back up. Oh, that's so dumb. And Stone Cold's driving it. Oh, that's so stupid. <laughs> that's so stupid. And he's completely fine. Like he's, And then he goes back in, he fights in the Royal Rumble. God, it's dumb. It's real stupid. And then he, uh, the last two are Stone Cold and Vince McMahon, of course. Everybody else is out. It's some genius writing yeah. going on <laughs> no, in the so wrestling dumb. world. But so, obvi- so he's beating the shit out of Vince McMahon, this old man. And so it's obvious he's going to win it. Yeah. But then uh, um, The Rock comes out. And I was like, mm. oh, here's the championship you want, Stone Cold, so bad, because whoever wins this match is going to fight The Rock at WrestleMania. Yeah. So Stone Cold runs over to The Rock, and Vince McMahon flips him over. And so Vince McMahon wins the stupid Royal Rumble. Mm. And so then he's like, oh, great, Vince McMahon's going to fight him at WrestleMania. But then they had some stupid storyline where yeah. Vince McMahon relinquishes his title shot to Stone Cold for some reason. He was the runner-up runner. So anyway, Stone Cold fights The Rock at WrestleMania. And, of course, Stone Cold wins because they want him to be the greatest thing in the world. 1999. The Broncos beat the Falcons in the Super Bowl that year. 99. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be the Broncos against the Vikings. The Vikings would have won for sure because the Vikings should have been in the Super Bowl. They should have been because the 1998 season, resulting in the 99 Super Bowl, the Vikings were 15 and one. They broke the NFL record in points scored. Randy Moss was just All catching right. everything. We get it. Over everyone, Enough. he was dominating everyone. Dennis Green was the greatest coach I've ever. He, All right. He was quoted as saying, "Only babies get what they want on the top." I'm a Vikings fan. If you can't tell, uh, but this Super Bowl, share uh, sang the national anthem, honey. Cher, you're a big Cher fan. Yeah. You talk about Cher every day. Do you believe in love after love? I don't know if that was then, but... That was then, because then? we'll get into that later. Sometimes oh, I'll okay. share in this, in this podcast. She holds a kind of a, a longevity kind of serial killer oh, okay. record. Um, yeah, so that, I think that's why she sang it. And the halftime show, do you want to guess who it was? Cher? <laughs> nope. Oh. I, I'm not going to guess. Okay. <laughs> I just, I just Gloria know Estefan? Mm. Again? Yeah. Stevie Wonder? Okay. Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Um, and I'm going to put it right in here, so we're talking about the Super Bowl. Let's just get the cost of a Super Bowl ad out of the way. $1,400,000. Remember what it was last time? No. It was 300 or something? Oh, was it? I can't remember. It was 1600000 Oh, okay. So went up a little bit. <laughs> February 12th, impeachment of Bill Clinton. He's acquitted by the Senate. Yep. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell hosted the Grammy Awards. Um, Lauren Hill was the main recipient, winning a yeah. total of five awards, including Album of the Year. She has a good album. And Best New Artist. It was a great album. Mm-hmm. And her album was the first hip-hop act ever to win the coveted award of Best. Good. Of, good, for, good for her. Yeah, Album of the Year. The ceremony was known as Grammy Year of Women because every artist nominated for Album of the Year was female, including Garbage with Shirley Manson as the head singer, Madonna. I didn't know. I don't know much about Garbage, but... They're supposed to be great. Madonna won four awards, so I think yeah. you're right about that. Yeah. The Dixie Chicks, Vince Gill, Lannis Morissette, Shania Twain won two apiece. Vince Gill, I don't think, is a woman, though. Uh, what? It's listed yeah, under, it's listed under Vince women. Vince Gill something in there. Uh, I, don't th- I don't think he's a woman. No. But maybe he is. Maybe that's no. who am I to judge? That's Celine right. Dion. Celine Dion also received two awards for My Heart Will Go On. Crappy. You, you were a big fan of Celine no, Dion. No, never. Celine Dion tattoo. Never. March 8th, 1999, the Supreme Court of the United States up holds the murder convictions of Timothy McVeigh for the Oklahoma City bombing. Oh, yeah. Our old friend Timmy. Yeah, we talked about that. Mm-hmm. April 12th, 99, Bill Clinton is cited for contempt of court for giving intentionally false statements in a sexual harassment civil lawsuit. Mm-hmm. April 20th, 1999, Columbine High School Massacre. Mm. Two Littleton, Colorado teenagers, Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold, opened fire on their teachers and classmates, killing 12 students and one teacher and then themselves. Yes, and they were not bullied. 
as is commonly thought. Yeah, so there's this whole narrative about uh, be nice to people, stop picking on people. It's your fault that people are mass shooters. Stop picking on them. And I mean, maybe once, maybe sometimes that might be the case, but in that situation, it was not. Well, this was the classic one that was like, these guys were bullied and Mm -hmm. picked on so bad that they turned on. Yeah, they were the bullies. I remember several stories about... Build as the media billing it as revenge of the mm-hmm. revenge against the jocks who were picking on people mm-hmm. and all that stuff and it wasn't that huh no well the main Eric Harris was the ringleader he was just a psychopath right so he just wanted to kill everybody and he had some kind of video blog and he had journals saying that he was going to kill his classmates and the authorities knew about it and mm-hmm. they even had a an affidavit written. Uh, but it was never filed, and oh, there was crap. a search warrant attached to it, and they never went through with it, and then they covered it up. It was just a big mess. Uh, May 19th, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace was released in theaters. The prequels came out. Oh, okay. It, be- and it, it became the highest-grossing Star Wars film. Oh, really? More than, like, Empire Strikes Back? Yeah, more than the stuff? old ones, I guess, because if you think about it, grossing means... Uh, how much money it makes, and so obviously... Oh, the so 90s, they don't adjust for inflation. No, yeah, I don't think so. The 90s made, you know, movies more. were so much more expensive than That's true. back in the 70s, but... Uh, I was highly regarded as the worst Star Wars yes, movie I agree. Uh, by far. I don't remember hating it. I hated Jar Jar Binks like everyone else. Yes. I hated Jar Jar Binks. And I, you know, you, a lot of us were disgusted that they tried to make it for kids and they added this character. Mm-hmm. But I found a new respect for it once I had a son. Uh, I don't know if Audrey cared about it, but when Henry, when I was watch, having him watch Star Wars, I was very conflicted when he got old enough to understand yeah. it. You know? uh, do I let him? Do I have him watch it the order I watched it? Like or, the old yeah. ones and then the new ones? Or he was real little. So he yeah. was like five or six when we started watching it, I think. So I was like, well, maybe the prequels will be good because they're kind of kid-friendly. They're yeah. kinda, there's the Jar Jar and the kids, whatever. So I did that before Andy. And then Andy, my brother, who was on episode on Last two, like, two, episodes two episodes ago. ago um, as you could probably tell, he is a nerd that's very particular about things. Uh, <laughs> and he said, no, no, don't screw it up. It's, you only get one chance to present Star Wars to him. You have to do the machete order. And I was like, what? what the hell's a machete order? Uh, a machete order. It's a popular order. Um, the pe- a lot of people who are upset with the prequels, they hate them. They say the best way to watch them if you're presenting them to someone new, a kid or whatever, you're supposed to watch, I don't know exactly how it goes. I think it's episode four first, which is the one, the first Star Wars, which we watched. Okay. And so you watch four and five, the Empire, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back, Back, and then you stop, and then it's like a flashback. Before you watch six, because in five is the reveal that oh that, that he's Darth that's got to be the last that one. He's Luke's father. Yeah, I am your father. Right, Luke, right. I am your father. Whatever. Everybody. Knows I guess that. they actually don't even say that, but everybody knows that now. But a kid's not going to know that. So before you reveal that, you got to watch. If you the watch the prequels first, you know that he's right. the father, and so that yeah. ruins everything. So you're supposed to go back and then watch one, two, three, and then six at the end. Of, we fast forward to Return of the Jedi, I guess. And I guess also uh, the guy from. I forget the guy's name, Toby something from that 70s show. Mm-hmm. The main guy, whatever his game. To- Topher Grace. Topher Grace, yeah. He apparently has made a, he took the prequels and he cut out all the crap, took out oh, really? and everything and uh, supposedly made one super movie that's good. Oh. But anyway, I sh- played those for Henry and uh, he liked, he still likes Phantom Menace because it was so kid friendly. Yeah. He liked the racing and yeah. all that and, and watching it through his eyes or watching mm-hmm. him watch it or watching yeah. it with him made me respect it more and yeah. like it more. So, I don't hate it as much as everybody else. And I don't even mind Jar Jar Binks that much because watching a, a five-year-old giggle mm-hmm. and laugh yeah. at it, you know, it, it kind of made me have a new respect for it. So I kind of okay. get why George Lucas did it. Anyway, that's a lot just to say Star Wars Phantom Menace came out. Um, 
But that kid was a terrible actor. The yeah. kid who played uh, mm-hmm. the poor kid. Well, Jake, the dialogue. Lloyd, the dialogue was bad. Awful. Yeah. Jake Lloyd and Hayden Christensen were both terrible actors. Yeah. But uh, Jake Lloyd, poor kid, like he got picked on yeah, in school. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And everybody bullied him and he's an alcoholic. I don't know if he's an alcoholic, but he had all kinds he's of He's making stuff up now. Well, he was in, he got he went to jail for something. Like oh, he did? drunk or something. Or yeah. drag racing. or he, he had all kinds of troubles, poor guy. 1999 was the year we lost Owen Hart. Okay. Did you ever hear about this whole thing? I think you told me, but so, I didn't think it was somebody who killed him. I thought it was no, just... No, he died at a WWF pay-per-view event. But he fell out of the... Yeah, so they were going to bring See, I'm him talking down. about did anybody ever kill anybody. Oh, no, with a chair. Yeah, I don't or with something. think so. But this Owen Hart, I guess they were going to bring him down as Blue Blazer. It was kind of like a comic, uh, yeah. comical thing they were going to do to make fun of Sting. Yeah. WCW Sting would come, come from down, the, the rafters, mm-hmm. so they were trying to make fun of that. So... What they the plan was for Owen Hart as Blue Blazer to come down mm-hmm. and get all tangled and look stupid, yeah. and then like they had like a harness that was going to drop him, like mm-hmm. it was going to like come down, stop, and then like a fall on his face. Like oh. he was supposed to look stupid. It was yeah. supposed to be, oh look how stupid falling from the rafters is. It was yeah. like making fun of Sting, and so something happened, and so it had a quick release mechanism to do that. At yeah. The Somehow the quick release mechanism went when he was. Up 70, oh, wow. 70 some feet in the in the in the air. So the arena was filled with people. He came down seventy feet. Oh my god! Landed on the ropes on the top rope oh. with his chest. Did, and they, was it live on TV too? It wasn't live on TV. Luckily, they had it. Oh god! Because it, it was a test. It was like during a break. Oh, it was. So luckily, it wasn't live on TV. But everyone in the arena saw it. Um, and there's, I think, there's not cell phone video, but apparently there's some video of it somewhere in some vault somewhere. But People, who are, eye, people who are eyewitnesses said that his body folded like an accordion because he landed his chest on the rope from 70 feet. Oh, my just, God. like, folded. And they immediately came out there, pulled him off. Oh, like an accordion. That, yeah. like, folds up, yeah. though. Yeah. So you think his whole body folded, like, in half, I guess. Because oh, okay. it happened on his chest. If it comes down on his chest, I'm guessing Jeez. it's like that. But he, uh, I guess they announced, the announcer had to announce then on live tv that he died oh that wow that there day was an accident yeah that day he announced on tv but they never announced it in the stadium so the people in the stadium didn't know he was dead until like well because that would cause a panic or something I guess, probably oh but but then they well, that would have to end the, they didn't continue the they matches. continued it yeah they went on with so i don't know exactly when i've tried to find out when that's outrageous because i watched the pay-per-view where it happened i was trying to figure out when did it happen like everybody had to be somber after that because they that's outrageous that. that they didn't cancel it i think that's what they i think they I don't know why they didn't, but they... They should have. That's awful. Have, yeah. That's awful. I don't think he was... he died. He didn't die right then, but he died before the pay-per-view was over, I know, at the hospital. Like they took him to try to revive him. So he him. wasn't dead. I think on... he was probably dead pretty close then, but they tried to revive him, but unsuccessfully, apparently. Oh, but, that's pretty yeah, bad. Yeah, they kept going. Isn't that crazy? Yes, it's awful. 1999. The Space Shuttle Discovery completes the first docking in the International Space Station, and I don't mean two dudes putting their yep. wieners together. Right, I understand yet. that. Okay. June 19th, horror author Stephen King is hit in a car accident yeah, on Route that. 5 in North Level, Maine by Brian Smith. Yeah. You knew about that? Yeah, he almost died. He did? Yeah. He, it changed his life. He, his whole writing. Is that why he wrote Misery? No, no. no. Misery was before that. Misery was before that. Yeah. But, I mean, his writing took a whole that. different. You never heard about that? What, did he stop writing horror? No, he, but, but it almost it changed his life. Like, he almost died. The Spurs won and the basketball San Antonio Spurs. Mm-hmm. I think it was like uh, David Robinson or somebody was the old guy who finally won a thing. Maybe the Dallas Stars won in hockey, and they were. This is the stupid thing. Dallas has a hockey team. Yeah, and that's, isn't that like a north? I always think that's northern, just because of the ice, I guess. 
They're called the Dallas North Stars. Oh. Now, that's stupid, right? Yeah. Why would you call a team the Dallas North Stars? Right. I think they changed it to just the Stars. It was the North Stars. They were in Minnesota. Oh. Which makes sense. Yeah. The Minnesota North Stars. Right. Also, speaking of teams moving, so they moved to Dallas and became just the Stars. Yeah. Uh, because it doesn't make sense a North Star in Dallas. And then the Minnesota has a new team called the Wild now, I think. But did you know the Los Angeles Lakers? Mm-hmm. You know, they're from Minnesota originally. Oh, really? Because Minnesota is the land of the lakes. But I didn't oh, know that until right. I was much older. Like when I was a kid, I was like, it never made sense to me. Why is Los Angeles the Lakers? There's no yeah. lakes in Los Angeles. True. Because they're from Minnesota. I don't know why they didn't change their name. Like the Utah Jazz. What the fuck? There's no jazz in Utah. Yeah. There's just white Mormons in Utah. That's it. Yeah. Like why would you be called the Jazz? Like they were the New Orleans Jazz. That's yeah. why they moved. Right, That's right. why they're the Jazz. 1999. Uh, okay, do you want to know who won the Kentucky Derby? No. You don't even want to know? No, I don't even want to know. Not only do you not want to guess. I don't care. Okay, Charismatic is the winner of the Kentucky Derby. All right. Do you feel better off for having known that? No. God dang it, you're mad. Okay, the U.S. Open. Now, I don't care about golf. I didn't even know that was golf. Like, I, that could have been tennis for tennis all I know. Tennis and golf, I'd never get it. Same thing. Yeah, to me, it's all stupid. U.S. Open could be Yeah, the U.S. Open. The, what did I say? Yeah, the U.S. Open. The, tennis is the something French Open, maybe? Or no, the... Wimbledon? I don't know what that even is. I don't even know. I don't either. Tennis shouldn't be a sport. In fact, anybody who likes tennis... Stop it. To this, stop it. Stop listening to... No. no, I have friends who... I respect them as people, and they have good opinions on other things, but they like tennis, and I just... All right. I just stare at them. I'm like, what are you All doing right. with your Keep life? Keep going. What were you going to say? Anyway, I don't like that. But golf... Here's why I'm going to talk about golf. Payne Stewart won the U.S. Open that year. Okay. You remember Payne Stewart? Remember that name for sort any of. reason? Sort of. You know anything about him? Like, no. If you had to say anything about him, what would it be? Anything? He's a golfer. That's it. Okay, yep. he was a golfer. So Payne Stewart, here's the thing. I didn't realize that he actually won the U.S. Open that year, too. Mm. But he also died that year in 99. Oh, oh, I do remember you that. remember everybody I remember Halloween? at Halloween, they were dressed up like him. Everybody was dressed as Payne Stewart, I guess because he had a lot of hair. Like a, like Why did they dress like and him? And an Irish hat. I think because you could dress like him. Because he died in a plane crash. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing about his plane crash that I didn't know about. This is crazy. It's kind of cool. All right. What is it? So listen to this. So when his his plane lost cabin pressure, mm-hmm. all the occupants passed out. Oh, yeah? But the plane was an autopilot for four hours before it crashed. So for four hours, everyone on the plane was dead, was, even the pilots and everybody. You passed out or dead? Dead. Because there was no cabin because pressure? Because no cabin pressure. So... So that keeps you alive? It, it crashed in South Dakota. So um, the airplane he was on lost cabin pressure and oxygen. The plane was on autopilot. So even though the two pilots and four passengers were dead, yeah, the plane continued for 1,500 miles. Oh, my gosh. With dead people. Dead people on, people Just on a dead, it. A plane filled with dead people flying for four hours. And then there was no way that anybody on the ground could help no, it from crashing. No, they like, uh, Stewart's airplane, come in, come in. Just nothing, and and wow. what could they have done? I mean, I wonder why. I wonder why it lost cabin. Pr- I wonder what happened. I don't know. I look that much up, but I just think that's unbelievable. This, yeah, that's weird. And I'm surprised I didn't. I guess if we would have taken the time to read a paper back then, yeah, <laughs> we no, realized that. that. 1999, October 27th, the New York Yankees sweep the Atlanta Braves to win their 25th World Championship. Stupid Yankees always winning everything. Bands formed in 1999. No, stop doing that. Ask Jack. Ass Jack is a band from 1999. American rock band led by Hank Williams III. Oh, wow. So it's a rock band, not really metal. Oh, but they evolved into a metal punk band. Hey. Did you say metal punk band? Yes, I said metal. 
damn, you're right. But that wasn't till later. But they were okay. formed in 99, so you get that one. You got yeah. One, you're one for one. Okay. The cum shots. Jesus. The cum shots. What? Punk. Uh, they're actually a death and roll band from Norway. Okay, I will never would have guessed it. It's like it. death metal, I guess. It's death yeah. and roll. But here's the thing about <laughs> the cum shots. Uh, Norwegian death metal is a, a big thing. It, it is? It was a big murder that happened in Norwegian death metal. Oh, I wonder if it had to do with the cum shots. No, it didn't. Well, these guys were, they released four albums. They were known for their violent live performances where members of the band regularly suffered fractures and lacerations. Jeez. <laughs> Doing what? <laughs> I guess rocking out. <laughs> God. Uh, and one concert, <laughs> rock it out. One concert featured an onstage sex act between two members what? of the eco porn action group Fuck for Forest. Eco porn. Eco porn. Eco porn. Eco porn. No eco. Eco like, right? Eco yeah, because they're environmentalists. Yeah. Fuck for forest. Oh my god. We should look that up. No, we're not going to look that we're up. We're not going to. No, nope, we're not going to. We're too old for that. Yeah. Okay, so you're one for one. You didn't get the death and roll man from Norway. So I'm one for two. Right. Uh, I'm sorry. I went for two. I'm an idiot. DJ Luck and MC Neat. Hip hop. <laughs> DJ Luck and MC Neat. It sounds bad. They're a British musical duo. Uh, they're house music. Mainly. Okay. So I don't think that's hip hop. No. House music is more like. I, I have know, a very trap. narrow, in my mind, like I'm not going to remember like house genres. music and yeah, right, yeah. right. Slick idiots. Mm. Were also formed in '99. <laughs> I don't know. Slick idiot. I'm sorry. Just slick idiot. Um, R&B. Oh, you mean German electronic? Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> Not R&B. There's another band called Someone Still Loves You, Boris Yeltsin. S-S-L-Y-B-Y. Someone Still Loves You. Punk. Boris Yeltsin is an indie pop band from oh. Springfield, Missouri. Yeah, okay, the top song of the year. I'm curious to see what your reaction is to this. Play Smooth something stupid. by Santana and Rob Thomas. Uh, remember that? Yeah. Just like the ocean. Mm-hmm. I remember that. That's kind of... Give me a hot American beer. Oh, let's forget about it. I thought okay. you love Santana, though, don't you? No, not really. I think Santana's great. I just didn't want to like that because I didn't want to like Rob Thomas. Right. Because he was from Matchbox 20. Yeah, that's kind of shitty. Then Rob Thomas said that and like, changed his career and gave him credit. So yeah. people think he's just a Matchbox 20 douchebag. Um, so <laughs> I don't, I don't think exactly if he said those exact words. Yeah. Do you remember the big mouth Billy Bass? Yes. Singing plastic fish. Yes. That came out in 99. Thank God. <laughs> you remember that stupid thing? Yes. I remember that clear as a bell. I remember in at Chicago, Walgreens. At the Walgreens. Yeah. We used to go over the Cause you'd walk lady. by it. Yeah. Cause it would make that noise nonstop. Anytime you walked by it. Yep. And, uh, I remember that Walgreens very well because it was on Halstead and Waveland. That's right. Um, is where we lived and in Boys Town, and there was a homeless lady outside that Walgreens every day singing. Uh, she would sell the paper, the, the streetwise, streetwise, the paper, the homeless the newspaper, the homeless newspaper. Yeah, and she would sing the song every day. She'd go streetwise, help the homeless, sir. Have a good day. Have a good time. Have fun. Yep, she did that the whole time. You, you only have to do it once. Yeah, just over and over. Yeah. Just, just over and over and over. And she had no teeth, and she was very nice. I would talk to her. I, I always wanted to know her name, but she didn't want to talk to me much. She just wanted to keep singing that song. Um, but anyway, at that Walgreens, they had that big mouth Billy Bass yep. singing Plastic Fish, and it was just incessant and annoying and awful. And um, you remember the two songs that sang, though? Uh, take me to the river, throw me in the water. Yeah, holy cow. How do yeah. you remember that? I don't know. I Because I heard it every time I went into Walgreens. 
<laughs> it's saying that and Bobby McFerrin. Uh, oh, don't happy. worry, be happy. Don't worry, be happy. I don't remember I can't it singing that. You remember it that clearly? Yeah, I am super impressed right now. It was on every Take time. Me to the river. Yeah. So that's the thing about this. Al Green said that he received more royalties from Big Mouth Billy <laughs> singing that than any other recording of the song. Oh my Isn't god, is that hilarious? Yes, it is. That's crazy. Yep. Cher holds the record for her for the longest time span between two consecutive number one hits in the USA. Okay. So like the opposite of Elton John, where Elton John is, was doing uh, one a year. So she had a number one hit, Dark Lady, in 1974, and then Believe in 1999. Oh, my God. A gap of 25 years. Wow. What was she doing all that time? I think she had music. She just didn't have number they one. They just weren't very good. Yeah. The gay guys hadn't got a hold of her yet. That's right. Once they got a hold of her, she went to the top. Yeah, she sure did. Yeah. They made sure of it. They made sure of it. Movies and TV in 1999. The Sixth Sense. Yes, I love I love that. You love that. My mom, she's so she's so good at guessing the ending of a movie. She oh, did totally you see it with her. She guessed mm-hmm. it and ruined she, it for you. She like leaned over and said, "See, I think he's dead." <laughs> and I was like, "What? Oh, That's she's right." See, I think <laughs> she did. So you can over no. I you, can't go to a movie with her. That's you can't go to a movie with She did mom. the same thing with the Crying Game. No. Right away, she really never. She goes, "That's, That's a, a man." <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole stand-up routine right there. You can do a whole stand-up routine. She, she's, she just a has an uncanny ability to ruin movies to, for people. To guess, no, it's it's to guess. Well, it's those guessing, trick but it, endings. Yeah. But she doesn't know at the time. Right, that she's, that she's ruining, ruining it. it. <laughs> she, she just you remind know. me not to go see a movie yeah. with her. It's uh, funny. It's so funny. It cracks me up actually. It doesn't make you mad. No, it's it's funny. It wouldn't bother me. I would not want to be next to her. Although maybe I would. Maybe I would like that. 1999. 3.4 million copies of the animated Disney movie The Rescuers was recalled in 1999 because it contained two frames where there was a naked woman in the background. What? Yeah, it's a cartoon. I bet you can find that somewhere. Well, I did. Oh, you did. So and what it's... it is is, you know, because that's not a live movie. Like, there's no live action. It's an it's animated. cartoon. Yeah. yeah. So, so somebody put in. And I read up why, like how it got in there or whatever. So... Uh, they were recalled ninety nine because you know the movie was from the like the eighty seventies or eighties. Yeah. So yeah. and then they released it on video later on. Yeah. Did they release it in the theaters or something? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it was but, in the theaters originally, and then yeah, back then. And yeah. so it wasn't the boobs weren't in that. No. So somebody when they created the, the VHS. VHS or the film copy that they yeah. put away or whatever, some copy back then they somebody as a joke they or did. something put that in there. And it's just a picture. Like clearly somebody has a because it's like a. It's like a, it's like seventies boobs, like okay. it's natural, yeah. completely natural boobs. It's just boobs, or it's is just, it a whole it's naked? Like a woman, it's a naked lady, like her arms are up like this, and she, it's like a picture in the background. It's okay, like, you see these if you look it up online, you can see a picture of these two mice like sliding down a hill or something, and there's just like a picture in the background. Oh Somebody my god! Just put it in the background, right? so that was clearly just some picture they had laying around. Yeah. Oh, let's put this in the movie, and so it really was in there. It's, it that's funny. really is a thing. So that's a funny thing. Um, in the 1999 movie, I don't know if you'll care about this or not. I kind of think it's dumb, but I was debated. The 99 movie, The Matrix. Yeah. The big thing I want to talk about The Matrix is I think it's true. Yeah. I think we're in a Matrix. You think we're in the Matrix? I think right now I'm in a pod somewhere covered in slime. And this Sleeping. This is all just fake and yeah. pretend. It could be. Just making it up. Like, yeah. yeah. It's either that or it's Truman Show. And you're no, an actress. No, it's not the Truman Show. No. You are an actress. Yeah, but it, nobody, you're not that interesting. <laughs> I'm not. No. I, have you seen my torso? Uh, so in the movie The Matrix, Neo's passport expires on September 11th, 2001. Wow. 
That's crazy. I thought that at the beginning too. I was like, oh, that's spooky. But I looked at it. It's really just his passport. So it's like they show his Barely passport see for a it. quick second and you'd have to like really examine it to find where yeah. there's the expiration date even yeah. anyway. And mm. So it's really not that interesting. I mean, yeah. Once you look it up online, yeah. it's not that exciting. Okay, guess who the TV child star death was? Dana Plato. Dana Plato. Was it? Susan Lucci. Mm-hmm. You know what she did in 99 was a big she deal? Win an Emmy finally or something? Yeah, Daytime Emmy Award after 19 nominations. You yeah. remember that being a big deal? Yeah, she never would win. I remember that was like a big, oh my God, Susan Lucci finally won. I was like, yeah, who, who cares? gives a shit? That's right. It's a Daytime Emmy. Yeah, who cares? If I won one, I'd be ashamed. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I know one, I know a guy I've met, probably what, three people that we've known that have yeah. been on daytime TV and none of them want to admit it yeah. or talk about it. Because, yeah. That's so bad. It is. People were watching the Blair Witch oh, yeah. project in theaters. That was a big thing. It earned I thought we... $248 million yeah. and cost twenty five grand. That's it. That's it? Yeah, it looked like it. That fucking sucked. I hated it. I made you go see that. You made me see it. And the number Woodland one, Mall in Bowling Green. All I remember is hating it and hating it and hating it because I hate horror movies. I'm not a horror movie no. guy. Yeah. I don't like them. I don't I don't get why you would want to pay money to be nervous. Like there's it's enough fun. I'm already it's thrilling. It's not fun. I've been I hate being nervous. I already have to be nervous in but real life. But it's not real lot. nervous. It's It is real pretend nervous. Pretend nervous. It's like the same thing with like uh haunted, going to a haunted house like I to love have that. people jump out at I you. Love like, I love it. I love it. I'm paying money to feel on edge. I love that. I don't want to feel on edge. Like, I what about to... when we went with all those gay guys to Carowinds? Uh, I didn't like, I liked, that was fun. I liked the gay guys, but I didn't like the Oh, it was so much through. fun. I don't want to be on edge. Yeah. I, you're on edge enough in life as it is. I don't want to pay to be on edge. Like, oh, I don't, it's fun. I spend my whole life avoiding being all on right. edge. What's next? I, it just doesn't make sense. It's this whole thing. It's this whole podcast. Like You want to talk about being scared and murders and gross, disgusting, And you want to talk about awful, stupid things. Pro wrestling is great, except all for right. the mankind thing. Shakespeare in Love won seven awards Blech. at the Oscars for Best Picture. You didn't like that movie? Mm -mm. That was, I don't Claire like Danes. Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, was it Claire Danes? No, it was Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, didn't Claire Danes do a Shakespeare thing? Maybe. Oh. Whoopi Goldberg hosted the Oscars that year. But this was the year the Oscars were great because Roberto Benigni oh, yes. won the best actor. Do you remember and what he did? He jumped over the chair. He and... like stood on the yeah. chairs. It was like, and it, people were so mad at him about that. Oh, like, my God. It was idiot. like unbridled joy. Why didn't he control himself? And what an embarrassment. And I felt the complete opposite. Yeah, I did, too. I was too. like, you know what? That's real. That's yeah, a is. real emotion. Like, that's somebody who's... It was, un it was unbridled joy. He, yeah, it was unbridled joy. And he, he didn't give a shit what yeah. anybody thought. He was just so excited. Yeah. He wanted to forget Oscar. He was standing on the chair. And chairs. he deserved like, it. That was he deserved an it amazing that movie. movie. And we've gone over it before, but... And we couldn't drive home because I couldn't stop crying. Like, I was shaking and crying so hard. <laughs> yeah. And we cried in the movie. We yeah, stopped we and did. cried in yep. the theater. We That's couldn't right. move. Nobody got up and left. We got sat in our car and cried. Yeah. The only other movie that I cried to that extent was I Saw the Elephant Man. Have you ever seen that? Is that with... Anthony uh, Hopkins. It's black and white. It will tear you up. It's from the 70s? It's so sad. Yeah. It's I don't want to cry. It is so sad. And at the ending... The worst is the ending is horribly sad because he really? dies. Huh. And it's, well, it's a true story, It's right? a true story, That's what's yeah. so sad. Yes, and I was babysitting my cousins, and uh, they went. To, they were in bed, and I watched it, and I called my mom. Oh, no. <laughs> and I just was sobbing on the phone and it, after I Had watched it. Had she seen it before? Yeah, oh, yeah. So she knew about She knew, it. yeah. She was like, Did she oh. ruin the ending for you real quick? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> It was after I saw it. He dies. <laughs> no. She doesn't knowingly ruin the end. Right. She just guesses correctly. Uh, she ruins them. She's the movie ruiner. It's 1999. 
1914, a British World War I soldier, Thomas Hughes, tossed a beer bottle with a letter to his wife into the English Channel. Oh, Because he knew wow. he was going to die. Right? Yep. He threw it into the English Channel. He was killed two days later. Yeah. In 1999, this was 1914, right? right? I get it, yeah. And this is 1999, a fisherman dredged up the bottle in the River Thames. Thames. Although Hugh's wife had died in 1979. Oh, that's too bad. It was delivered to his 86-year-old daughter. Oh, that's sweet. His daughter was 86, and she got a letter from her father. Oh, wow. Isn't that heartbreaking? Yeah. Joan Murray? Mm Mm-hmm survived a 14,500 foot fall. What? After her parachute didn't <gasps> did not deploy while skydiving. Oh my god. Listen to how she survived. <laughs> this is so crazy. She landed on a mound of fire ants. What? And was stung several hundred times, giving her an adrenaline rush to keep her heart beating. Oh my god, and to keep her awake probably. Yeah, like, because if you if you fall asleep heart- I don't know. It kept her heart beating. That kept her alive. Oh, my Fire ants God. But it probably had to suck really bad. Hey, not only oh did you God. fall out of a plane and don't have your, your parachute deploy, <laughs> now you're stung by a bunch of fire ants. That's awful. That's terrible. Oh but she survived. God. And guess what? What? Now she loves fire ants. She's from Charlotte. That was in Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, was She's it? from Charlotte, North Carolina. Well, I believe it with the fucking fire ants around here. That's insane. She'd probably be on an I Survived episode. Hackers. Revealed a security flaw in Hotmail in 1999 that permitted anybody to log into any Hotmail account using the password eh, EH. Really? At the time, it was called the most widespread security incident in the history of the web. Well, yeah. You could log into eh, anybody's? Anybody's Hotmail. With two letters? Yeah. You know some people that still use Hotmail? Yes. Yeah. Ann Keen is one of them. Yeah. Ann Keen, Vikings fan. She's a friend of ours who's also a fellow Vikings fan. Uh, she's also known as the loudest clapper in Chicago. Yes, she is. She just, <laughs> she's... Every morning she gets up and she just starts Not... clapping really loud yeah. and singing and stomping her feet. That's Ann Keen, Vikings fan, yep. um, friend of the show. Let's hope she's listening. I haven't badgered her about listening. That's right. I've been um, um, one by one, every person I know, I've been asking them to listen. Mention them. Um, and if I mention them, then they, they'll, they're, they I listen. find people are more apt to listen if you mention them on the podcast for some reason. 1999. Airplane celebrity death. Oh. 1999. Give me a clue. Uh, politician? Politician. Celebrity. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. JFK. Junior. Junior. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Remember that happening? Mm-hmm. You remember anything about that? No. I don't remember anything much about it. I think he it. was piloting the plane. Yeah, he was. Uh, in 1999, a 37-year-old truck driver mm-hmm. was uh, living in a tra- travel trailer in Australia. Mm-hmm. And he got in a really bad accident, and but he survived. Um, but the medication he was given during his recovery resulted in him having a s- extreme allergic reaction that caused his heart to stop. So he was dead for 14 minutes. Wow. Clinically dead. Yeah. Completely dead. Yeah. They were able to get his heart going again after 14 minutes. Um, so sometime within that span, he may have suffered brain damage. Yeah. Or you think he'd be a vegetable. Something. Um, but it looks like he was fine. He got his heart going. Uh, he was comatose. A lot of people said, just unplug him, let him yeah. die. But after 12 days, he came out of the coma. 
Wow. Shockingly, completely fine. No apparent brain damage. What? Uh, or other long-term damage. So he felt really lucky to be yeah. alive, right? Yeah. So he bought a scratch-off lottery ticket because he felt so lucky. He win? He won a car worth $17,000. Wow. It's not over. Normally, winning a car isn't a big enough story to get the media to pay attention to you, but given that more, he had recently died for 14 minutes, yeah. Melbourne News decided to do a feature on him. So in the process of the news doing a feature on him, they asked him if he wouldn't mind you know, buying another lotto ticket and scratch it off on camera to yeah. kind of recreate it. Um, so as he was recreating it yeah. with a scratch-off, uh, he won $250,000. Oh, my God. <laughs> on that scratch-off. Oh, wow. And uh, as part of the re- reenactment, they said, say something like, oh, I want a car. And he was like, I just won $250,000. I'm not joking. And oh, my gosh. Like, oh, my God. Holy cow. And he really did. So uh, uh, isn't that crazy? What's his name? They going to tell you? Oh, I thought I said his name to me. Bill you, Morgan. 37-year-old oh, yeah. Bill Morgan. You said a, th- a truck driver. You didn't say his name. I didn't name. say 37-year-old Bill Morgan? No, you said a 37-year-old truck driver. Oh, I thought I said Bill Morgan. So anyway, his name was Bill Morgan. So how about that? That's pretty cool. How about that? Pac-Man's perfect score. Pac-Man finally, Pac-Man was released in 1980. Yeah. And in 1999, Billy Mitchell played Pac-Man for six hours nonstop to reach the 256th screen and achieve a score of 3,333,360. Oh, my God. Get a life. <laughs> I hate Pac-Man. It makes me nervous. You hate it? I hate it. It okay. makes me nervous. Wait a minute. Wait. Because, um, because those things... Like, I can't go too fast enough, and those dumb things are coming after. Yes, I hate it. You hate Pac-Man? Yes. But you don't hate watching Blair fucking Witch put you fucking on edge because somebody's going to murder you. You're okay with a... You can't handle a a crappy graphic ghost. I hate it. I hate it. It makes me too nervous. I don't get it. How does that make you nervous? That doesn't make me nervous at all. In fact, I love it. Oh, I hate it. And I love the sound Pac-Man makes when he dies. <laughs> and when he, you get the vitamin like that. And Miss Pac-Man. I think I'm like Miss Pac-Man more than Pac-Man. It's just a Pac-Man with a ball on. For a long time, I've been afraid to admit this because I thought people would think. It's just Pac-Man with a ball, right? Is it no difference? There's some slight differences in the in the Not really. gameplay. The maze is a little bit different. But I don't know. They had Miss Pac-Man at Pizza Hut, I think, and I liked it better. That was stupid. I think I like Miss Pac-Man better. And you can judge me if, if you want. I don't care anymore. It's a different world. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not saying it's stupid you like it more. I'm saying it's stupid. You can call me a it's feminine. Just, no, I'm you saying it's You can question my sexuality that, for liking Miss Pac-Man. No, it's I'm fine. saying it's stupid that you have an opinion because it's the same thing. It's just got a bow on it. It's a lot. There's a pretzel as a prize and said that's you don't have a pretzel. not enough of Pac-Man. a difference. Maybe that's a preference. the difference. I mean, that's why I like it better. I like the pretzel. All right. What's next? You don't seem to... I think you're homophobic because you don't want me to No, like <laughs> stop it. You're homophobe. Stop it. Uh, I will suck a dude's dick to prove it. All right. <laughs> to prove I'm not homophobic. 1999. On July 28th, Tommy Chong was the very first person in America to receive a medical marijuana card at the state Sweet. of California. He should be, as he should be. Yep. So, anyway, yep. ready for my deep dive? Let's do a deep dive. All right. Deep dive. Deep dive. So, I'm going to deep dive into the mysterious murder of Ricky McCormick. Ricky McCormick. So in I don't know what this is. Late June of 1999, a woman finds a body off the rural road, off a rural road near St. Louis, rural, Missouri. Rural road. Rural. I, rural. Rural's a hard word to say. I know. You, I noticed you have trouble with that. R- rural, right? You say rural. 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 Yeah. What are you saying? Rural. rural. Why would you say rural? Well, why do you say rural? It's rural. I it's can't rural. say it. Anyway, 20 miles north of St. Louis. 
Okay. This woman is driving and she finds a body. Medical examiner was uncertain about how this person died and the police thought he was killed somewhere else and dumped there. The body was 41-year-old Ricky McCormick, a loner with a checkered past and a police record. Huh. And he may have been a drug dealer. Um, leading up to his death, there was reports that he was acting strange. Um, he didn't own a car, didn't. In the quest, one of the questions is, how did he get there? It was in the middle of nowhere. Does, there he, was no mass transportation. He's not from that area. He, he's no. He was twenty miles away because he he. Um, oh, he's from St. Louis. Yes. He's a St. Louis Louisian. Yes. Is that what you call yourself, St. Louisian. The body was very badly decomposed. Um, there huh. was no motive. No one reported him missing. Um, initially, they didn't even rule it as a homicide. Really. The, this is where it starts to get a little weird. Huh. He was last seen alive just three days before the body was found. Hmm. Uh, and the area was found was known as a dumping ground. There had been other murders that and bodies had been dumped there. Um, and That's a dumping ground for bodies. So, geez. the last let's go poke a body with a stick. The one of the things is the last things you know. Like I said, he was last seen alive three days before he was found. His body was found, but the body was very badly decomposed. So um, it's a mystery. It's a little bit of a mystery as to how it can be so decomposed in yes, only three days. Yes. Um, the Weather was not extremely hot. They're saying it, it wasn't hot enough. What, for the for the level of decomposition. Yeah. Hmm. That's weird. Yes. So alien. We're thinking alien here. Well, um, unless he was. That's why. I guess that's one of the reasons the police think he was killed somewhere else and dumped there, and maybe his body was kept somewhere that was hotter. For you know, maybe a trunk of a car oh, or yeah, a shed right. or something. Oh yeah. Um. And the, the other thing that was weird was the body wasn't concealed at all. It was an open area between a road and a cornfield. So it was just like laying there. Yeah. Like. Thrown, so, probably thrown out of a speeding car. So it, ha it couldn't have been killed there. He couldn't have been killed there. Somebody else would have seen it. In, Unless it was at night. Right? Yeah, but but he would have, he, if it's that badly decomposed and if he had been killed there. Somebody would have seen it sooner. Somebody or maybe would have they seen just it sooner because it was right by the road. So Ricky McCormick was born June 14th, 1958. Hmm. He grew up in St. Louis and his mom would. STL, y'all. His mom would describe him as challenged and, quote, retarded. Oh. Yeah. So mom was not a. Well, that was the day that's what you did. That's what you call. That's the yeah. words you used then. Yeah. Um, he was close with his cousin Charles, who says he thinks Ricky may have had schizophrenia or bipolar disorder. Ah. Um, he couldn't read and could only write his name according to his family. Okay, so it wasn't diagnosed. He went through the he went through the public school system and dropped out. He did odd jobs. He odd did, jobs. He did receive disability. Any boat repair? Did he do any boat repairs? He might have. Is a boat repairman like, like the last like guy? The last too, guy. Good, too good to be a boat repairman? Um, he did receive disability because he had a chronic health a chronic heart problem and asthma. Oh, okay. So he did get disability for that. Oh. Um, he was arrested in November in 1992 oh. for statutory rape for a relationship he had with a young girl who had fathered two, two children with him. He had been with her since she was 11 years old. Oh, gross. Yeah. How awful. Where were her parents? We don't uh, know. I don't know. At that trial, they determined he suffered from some mental disease or effect. 13 months is all he spent in jail for that. For, for statutory rape of the 11-year-old. For doing it with an 11-year-old. That's all. Yep. Um, that is awful. Because it's pedophilia. I mean, it's, I don't know why they didn't call it pedophilia. You don't have to argue with me, man. I'm just saying, like, why call it statutory rape? It should have been pedophilia. He was employed um, at a gas station, at an Amoco station, okay. nearby his house. Tuesday, June 15th. Oh, that, it's funny. You mentioned Tuesday, June 15th, mm -hmm. 99, because this was just two days after the Great American Bash, when Roddy Piper was disqualified, uh, when Buff Bagwell came out and attacked Ric Flair, uh, as per a pre-match stipulation that Flair regained the presidency of WCW that he had lost to Piper at Slamboree the previous month. And after the match, Piper helped Flair and Arn Anderson, Anderson to attack Bagwell. June 15th, the U.S. Senate passed legislation protecting companies from lawsuits stemming from the year 2000 computer problems. 
the upcoming oh, laws. Right. Like, like it's a new protection. Like they pass a law. Yeah. All companies will be protected from any issues they have with Y2K. Y2K. And that's there wasn't fine. any issues yep, that's right. all that time. Um, that's so Tuesday, June 15th, which is two weeks before his death, he purchased a one-way ticket to Orlando, Florida. And mm. when he got there, he stayed at an Econo Lodge. We don't know why he was there. His girlfriend at the time, which was a different person than the 11-year-old. So <sighs> his girlfriend at the time said that she thought maybe he was running drugs for somebody. Um, and Without a car? Oh, running him... To another state. Oh, I guess. Like, well, Greyhound is the way he would pick up transport and, drugs. He would or deliver. Amtrak. Yeah, he would deliver pick up and deliver packages for money. Is yeah. one of the things he did to to get by. I guess that makes sense. Um, he would hold in his boss at the gas station. He had this boss at the gas station that was a really bad guy, and he would hold weed for his boss at, at the gas station weed? where he worked. Yeah, hold weed for him. I'm picturing the jerk and Mr. Hartunian, yeah. uh, Jackie Mason, yeah, and Steve Martin is this guy. The, uh, that's the, what I'm picturing the jerk. The boss was a big thug though. Like he was. And I'll get in more into him. So not like Jackie Mason. No. Um, Oy vey. And his girlfriend, Sandra, said the last trip to, that, you know, he had taken trips to Orlando before. But this uh -huh. last one was different because um, when he got back, he was different. She said he, he acted scared. Hmm. This time, man, when he got back. Mm -hmm. um, then on June 22nd, 1999. Get rich and famous, you sent me a postcard. Sorry, that was Jackie Mason's line from the journal. All right. June 22nd, 1999. Oh, June 22nd, 1999. Oh, man, it's funny. It's just you happen to pick up dates just so to get ever the perspective so anyone right. can get the perspective get of what it. was going on on June 22nd. Right. On, on TV that night, it was a Friday, so there wasn't a lot on. Everything was reruns. Um, so the most interesting thing was 60 Minutes 2. Do you remember when they came up with 60 Minutes 2? Sort of. It was like the same kind of thing, but it was like other uh, reporters that were one of the famous people. But they For were, some reason. Um, so, oh, also, June 22nd, oh. Limp, Limp Biscuit's second album, Significant Other, debuted on number one on the Billboard charts that came out that day. That was... This that song that album has Nookie on it. Mm -hmm. I did it all for the Nookie, and yeah. that always reminds me of '99 because when yeah. that came out, we had moved to Chicago, yeah. and we had just met the McCartneys, Brian and Jessica, yeah. and they. I remember them playing that CD in, oh, yeah. in the car, and we're like, "Listen to this," and we're like, "You guys like Limp Biscuit?" Yeah, and uh, I wasn't as surprised Jessica liked Limp Biscuit, but. Brian didn't seem like a Limp Bizkit, but he seemed to love that Nookie song, too. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was great. I remember them playing that song, and that's like when we first met them in the yeah. car. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Well, on June 22nd, um, he went to the emergency room complaining of chest pains by himself. Okay. Doctors ruled out a heart attack, and he left the hospital on the 24th, so he stayed a two-night stay in the hospital. Okay. Um, then he took a bus from there to his Aunt Cookie's house. Aunt Cookie. And he's, he's I got to hear about real this close lady. with Aunt Cookie. Oh, really? Real close with her? She's mm -hmm. an older lady, obviously, because yeah. at this point he's 40. Yeah, 41. 41. Um, he stayed for about an hour, and she said he seemed less chatty than normal, and he left her house on foot. Well, he was just being a little quiet. I mean, he just usually chats then, me up. He tells me right. all about his day, his gas station, and, the, yeah. and his boss, and holding his weed. That's right. Then on 5 p.m. on the next day, which was the 25th. Yeah, of June. Yep, he went back to the ER complaining of shortness of breath. Huh. And anxiety. He, Sounds like no, anxiety. No, well, he has asthma. Oh, he has asthma. He had been mowing lawns. Oh, so. well, if you have asthma and you're mowing lawns, that yeah. adds so, up. But he was not admitted. He was released at 5.50 p.m. Oh. And the, the aunt said, reported that there was um, that she had heard that he had slept in the waiting room of the hospital. All night? Yeah. I don't know why. Huh. Um, then on huh. June 26th. Scared of something. June 26th. Yeah. At 11.30 a.m., the girlfriend spoke to, to Ricky. Um he told her he was on his way to the gas station to get something to eat. So, got a high-quality diet going on here. Got to get some uh, some of them hot dogs. They've been yep. sitting out for four days, and I think they're going to be half-priced. Now, one of them's got a Band-Aid on it. Yeah, that's right. At least one employee claimed to have seen him there. and um, Yeah, I saw him. He was eyeing them hot dogs. And the, this employee also said they saw him on the 27th, which is the next day. Wow. Yeah, which is the day that too. the medical examiner said he died on the 27th. 
So the, the employee said they saw him on the day that he died. I saw Ricky on the 27th. He couldn't have been dead. He was in here eyeing them hot dogs again. Um, he, and Aunt Cookie suspects that he, she thinks he was going to the hospital so much because he was trying to hide from somebody. Huh. Um, and hoping they would admit him or something, maybe. So he'd be. I feel like it's a safe place, like right? You, you yeah, know, you know that you're, you're safe there because yeah, nobody you can hurt you. Admit you, you. You have security. Mm -hmm. huh. So his remains were found on the thirtieth, lying face down, with muddy and stained clothes. Uh, but June thirtieth, uh, Canada's highest court upheld a ruling that Canada's law against the possession of child pornography is unconstitutional. What? Yep. Gross. Yeah, it's gross. Why? Is How is that unconstitutional? It's terrible world we live in. Hopefully, oh hopefully, since God. then that's been corrected. Because um, yeah, let's hope. There's a lot of Canadians that I respect. Like yeah, Bret Hart. All right, um, Justin Bieber. So um, again, his John body Candy. was in advanced stages of decomposition when they found him. So that's that, the creepy thing. And that was that made the cause of death difficult to determine. Especially if somebody saw him on the 27th. Yes, this is three days later, he was way more decomposed than that. Yes, um, police suspect foul play right away, um, but the initial report from the coroner. Um, just said suspicious death. Nope, it, it said undetermined, and then it was changed to suspicious death. Hmm. Um, and after, um, after some tips came in, or just after examining him, or what? When they changed it, we don't know what made him change it. The, yeah, we're not sure what oh, made them okay. change it. They, um, we're not sure how they got this that he died on the twenty seventh. I guess the eyewitness report, but they must have looked at his stomach contents too, because that's one way that they determine when Ugh. somebody dies. How do you know all this gross I don't shit? Know. So. Um, I don't want. Why? Why? All right. Why does anybody like this? If you're listening, why are you listening to this? <laughs> Sorry. Um, the guy that he worked for, there was this guy the named gas station guy Baha Hamdala was oh. the name of the guy that he worked for, and they, he went by Bob. So Baha, I'm gonna call him Bob. Bob was called Bob. Baha. No, Hamdala. Bob is what he went by. We'll call him Bob. Yeah. Not so Jackie. That's Mason. the guy he worked with at the gas station, and um. He was linked to a gang in St. Louis and narcotics, and he was reported to be a very violent person with a rec record of violent crimes. He had beat oh. somebody with a rusty hammer. Oh. He had shot people. He so, shot his brother at one point. And he owned the gas station, and right? He, yeah. He, well, manager. he ran it. He was the manager. But it was weird because the original guy that owned it went, went away from murdering somebody. And then huh. the, then this guy and his brother, I think, ran the gas station, and, and huh. he was real violent, too. So he's one of the suspects that... Um, the police were looking at because of his violent because he was one of the last places they usually look at the last place that you were and they're they, close to the people that are closest to you that's and right they're gonna look at the girlfriend they're gonna look at the boss yeah um then there was another suspect that they thought about his name was gregory lamar knox he was um a drug dealer that that operated out of the apartment complex where ricky lived and what? he was um he was suspected in a number of murders. Was it the same gas station that he worked at that they yes. saw him last too? Yeah. So he went there to eat yeah. too on days he was off. So he probably, uh, probably was getting free food. I yeah. Would think, right. You know? Yeah. We uh, we when I worked at a gas station in college, we ate sandwiches there. We'd yeah. go there to eat because we could. Yeah, that's right. Um, so this other guy um, was also had supposedly bragged that he had killed a man and dumped him in St. Charles. Oh. So they but they never did get enough evidence for either of those two guys to do anything about it hmm. um so the police would staked out the gas station and the homes of the the bob guy yeah. but nothing happened with that there was nothing else to lead them to believe there was any yeah. motive or anything right so um now we're going to fast forward 12 years 12 years yeah so, the, so we're the not case 99 goes cold. anymore case goes cold cold case files and nothing happens and it's just another 
guy gets shot and dies in and I would, Louis, I would think which there's not unfortunately a lot of, happens a lot. And there's probably not a lot of people sniffing around this because it didn't right. sound like he had a lot of loved no. ones. or Right. It's not like the beauty queen thing that it's a mm-hmm. tragic. Everyone there was loved, not a lot of know, press. Nobody knew There wasn't a lot much. of yeah, an interest. Lot of it's yeah. just another number because St. Louis can be a pretty violent place sometimes. Yeah, I bet. Um, so you fast forward 12 years, March of 2011. The FBI comes out and they announce that when they search the body, they found two pages of notes in his pocket. What? That were in some kind of code. So. What? Um, Wait a minute. They don't announce this till 2011? Right. So here's the deal. What? Codes are a lot of times used by criminals to hide illegal activity. Detectives um, had the note for two years and then they gave it to, to the, and they couldn't figure out what the code meant. Oh. And so then they gave it to the FBI after two, holding it for two years. And the FBI concluded that the. And, so by 2001, the FBI had it. Right. And um, the FBI concluded that they're ciphers, which are notes that... Um, not a dance, were, not a hip-hop dance circle. No, it's... Not it's, that kind of cipher. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, you know what a cipher is? Where It's where Pop letters and, and numbers stand for other letters and numbers. Oh, and, like the decoder rings you had in the back, right. back of a cereal box yeah. when you were a kid. It's like, that's what a cipher is. Oh. So they, they, the FBI has a um, cryptical, what do they call it? They call it something. Crypt, cryptograms. Cri- yeah, or cryptologists or crypton, something. They have people that, that's their whole job is to decode these things, these ciphers. Cryptologists. I don't know if you ever. Like you a ever, factologist like Armand Chris? Sort of. Did you, did you <laughs> see the Zodiac, the movie Zodiac with me? No. Okay. And I won't ever. And right. I don't like those things. Zodiac Killer, you had ciphers and that was what, what the whole, what was famous for those. The FBI said that, that these really very likely could solve the case if, if they could be if they could crack if that they could code. crack the code if he has and pages they, of but why would they leave it on his body well they they spent the fbi spent hundreds you, of hours and you said criminals do that they're, they're known for leaving coded messages not leaving no they're known for using them oh if they want to communicate to somebody else yes they're known for doing that for using them so that if it was ever found oh like 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 he, notes, would, he would maybe have them. Like a personal note, maybe, but it, no, but you don't want other be, people to know what it says. So he he may have had those when he was transporting drugs and stuff. Could be. That's what he was doing. Yeah. Because they didn't want him to know what they were saying. So one drug dealer or he criminal could be runner. Courier, cur- uh, could he, to another a courier. One. It could be a note notes. from one to another. Okay. Could be. Um, All right. So this is one of the top unsolved cases in that division of the FBI's files. This is like ranked number three. Behind in all, like in the, all of the cryptogram yeah, it, files? Yeah, behind the Zodiac. And then there, there's one called the Tom, the Tom and Should case, which I'm going to get to much later. But they released the notes to the public okay. with a plea to help solve the codes. Please um, help us if you know what these codes but mean. Here, one of the weird things is the police had never shared the notes with the family until they released it to the public, which I think, why wouldn't they have get well, shown it, the family? Well, is the family just Aunt Cookie? It could be. And then uh, but, the but, girlfriend, maybe they just think they're both idiots they could at least have said you know yes he wrote like that or i mean he is supposedly can only write his name for one thing we don't know how extensive his his illiteracy so maybe is. they just assumed he couldn't write those and they just didn't, didn't even bother showing but them but they assume it's stupid in police work i would think i don't know there's got to be a reason they didn't show them so the fbi typically unlocks ciphers they receive in a number of hours but they spent hundreds of hours for 10 years and they couldn't break these codes 10 years but i'm assuming it now became back of the news because there was a break in the case. There's a master, like there's some storyline where this master crypto. It was like graph. a turnover in staff. Oh, and a new guy started. He's and he like said, an expert cryptographer. No, he guy. started and he said, these fucking things have been laying here and nobody can break them. We need to do something. So let's just release them to the public and see if anybody in the public oh. can help us because oh. we can't do so it. So there's no like fancy hotshot no. new guy that comes no. in chewing gum and taking names. No. And so, um, they have to but take they, his badge but they do say, reckless. the experts at the FBI do say that these characters aren't random. 
that they believe that is a code of some kind. It's not just gibberish Yeah, they definitely scribbles. think it's code. So they release it on mm-hmm. the news. Because mm-hmm. there's patterns in the messages. Uh-huh. And they they believe that these are notes that Ricky wrote himself, that they're, they, that they're personal notes that he was keeping for himself. And huh. um, But they don't... Um, just because of some of the... Is there an alien thing involved? Does anybody think it's aliens at all? Probably. There's some bizarre theories. I mean, I uh, I wouldn't put it past the aliens. Because alien languages would probably be undecipherable it's, by it's us. That's true. I'm just saying, um, they I, also, I doubt they They used... also think that they were written within days of when he was killed, too. So that's aliens... why they think that if they if they solve the code, they can find out who killed him. Or what killed him. Because aliens... Would could also probably decompose a body faster than just you think? the elements. If there was an alien, hell yeah. yeah. Maybe. They would decompose a body up in a crazy hot spaceship. So some of the theories. Oh, just some theories. Some they don't have, the theories, so it's not been solved. Not been solved still oh, to this day. And it's a hot commodity on the internet with internet sleuthers. Because, oh, it is? I bet. Because they, I mean, it's a big mystery. You know, it's one of these that... People just so I could spend hours. Just you could sit there looking at theories. it, and it's interesting to look at. It's interesting yeah. to see. Um, some people say they look like VIN numbers from cars. Oh, are there pictures of yeah. this? Oh of yeah. The code oh yeah. Pictures of it. Um, some people say they look like driving directions, oh. which I don't know. And then something people think that they have something to do with dealing drugs. Um, well, because again, like we talked about, coded messages from dealer to dealer if he's delivering stuff, right? right? And then what was the last name again? McCormick. And then some people think that it looks like personal medical journal of some kind because it looks like certain things. Oh man, that's yeah. crazy! If you can look, you should. Uh, anyone, if you're if you're driving, don't do this because yeah. it's unsafe. But if you're driving, listen to this podcast. When you get home, just Google Ricky. We should put a picture of it up on the yeah. I'll try Facebook to put it on there. Or the Twitter page or whatever. Yeah, I'll tweet it. But look up Ricky McCormick, McCormick M I C K, and all you have to do is Google his name and, and the they image up. search the notes. It's such a popular case. The notes come up, and it's it really is. It's just letters. But that some of them look like they things. could be like medicine, like doses of medicine and milligrams. And yeah, but these TFRNE is repeated several times. That's right. That so and like, um, there's a couple things that are repeated. Um, N N C F E, I think it was. There's TFRNE, N P T N S E N P R P R S E. And it's bizarre. So there's some more far out theories. Somebody. There was one where you know how they have those. This reminds me of looking at this. Just glancing, this reminds me of those things they put every once in a while. Your your grandmother or your mom will will post this on Facebook, and it's that I bet you can read this because you're untrained. Yes. It's not and really it's like letters. numbers it's like, that look like letters. Yeah, and, yeah. And, you can, and you can all read it because your untrained yeah. brain can read this yes. whole sentence, and it's just saying that. Yeah. And uh, so everyone's mom or aunt puts that up every yep. six months or so. That's right. So that's what it looks like. I I feel like I can read this if I just unfocus my eyes and. And then I'll probably solve it you pretty soon. Will? So by the time we publish this podcast, it'll probably be fixed and solved. You think? But aliens is the number one. Well, the FBI says that cracking a code takes four steps. So yeah. the first thing is you have to determine the language that's being used, which is English in this case. So I don't think it doesn't look like an alien language now because it looks, or although he wrote it. He, oh, here's them trying to solve it. And then the second step is you determine the system used. Is it a cipher or do letter the letters and numbers represent like people and places and things like that? Yeah. Then the third thing is you reconstruct a key that explains how the code maker changed the letters of the message. Like did they use, was every letter supposed to stand for three letters later in the alphabet or something like that? Yeah. And then the fourth step is to apply the key and transcribe the message. And the FBI cannot get past the second step. So they've determined that it's English. Yeah. And they've determined that it's a cipher. But they cannot get past that. They can't. They can't do anything more. There's so many. Like a lot of these look so repeated. R L R L S E. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is, he's. 
I mean, if if he can't hardly write his name, but he's a, but he might have schizophrenia. Right. So he, he might hear voices saying these letters. You know, and maybe it's voices telling him these letters. So it might be. Isn't nothing. it? Don't, don't some schizophrenics have like furious writing episodes where uh, they write nonsensical things and stuff? Or? I know. I know. A lot of times they hear voices telling them things, and it could be just random. But it's not. But the FBI says it's not random. That it's it is a pattern. There's a pattern there, and that it's. They just it can't figure it out. Looks like a they, they said that if they had a third page, they think they could have cracked it. Like they said, they just don't have enough. So that's the story okay. of Ricky McCormick. It's a mysterious murder. Wow. That's that's one to really, um, really, if you get on the internet and look this up, you'll, you'll probably be fascinated. And go ahead and uh, tweet us at History for Jerks um, if you have Twitter. Or we're on Instagram. I think the same thing. It's at does Instagram use an at symbol? I'm not really sure how Instagram works. Uh, we're not on Snapchat because we don't really do the we're old dick pics or anything. Yeah, uh, we don't really. We're not. Nobody wants to see our junk. Um, and then what's the other social medias? The Facebook. Who's it and the what's it? There's a kick. Some kids it's, use a kick. No, they We're on the Facebooks. Uh, we're trying to get out there and do more of that. But um, contact us. Let us know what you think. If you have any ideas, um, and we'll bring it up another another podcast. Like what you think, or if you know somebody, if you if somebody of you, we'd have some St. Louis yeah. family and friends. So, That's right. Uh, cousin Laura, I think is the only one who's listening. Maybe some of your family, Ryan. some of your friends, Ryan. If you guys know anything about Ricky McCormick or know who he is or knew him, uh, let us know, and we'll we'll maybe we'll solve it together. Then we'll we'll start a whole new podcast where we just solve solve murders. Yeah. Yeah, solve mysteries. Yeah, maybe we can do this like on Up and Vanish where we just like go into this, go into the town and meet, I don't all, think meet so. all his relatives. I, I would like to meet uh, Aunt Cookie, but she's she's a nice lady. Oh, there's a picture of his body. Jeez, I'm on the line right now if you can't tell, but um, get online and check this out. It's really, really interesting. I'll be Googling, I'll be looking at these pictures for the next 25 hours. This has been 1999. And this has been the end this of season. Episode 10. This is thank you for being one. here. Season 1. We have some thank yous. We want to thank all the people who have rated us. We want to thank Brian McCartney, Carrie Johnson wrote a review, uh, Dan Briggs wrote a review, Duncan Briggs is listening. Or Laura uh, Owens. Laura Owens. Lala ba- Lala Mara Perosa. Is that how you say I it? think so. Lala. Thank you, Laura. You're the best. You're our first person to listen and rate us we love you laura um we love you long time is that a bad thing to say? i think oh, no. okay anyway thank all of you people i like to thank steve brace i know he listens he's somebody i talk to regularly that listens and he's actually a stand-up guy who uh means something to the world um not that the other people don't um <laughs> i like to thank uh our families your mom yeah. is listening my mom is listening to some of them uh, my brother Andy for being a, a guest Armand Chris yes. we'd like to thank him for being That's on right. an episode uh, Wolf Hammerstein has been a guest uh, Corinne Wood has listened uh, I know that for a fact Ryan Burkett yes. is a listener um, just let us know you're listening and we will call you out uh we will <laughs> hopefully we'll listen at some point hopefully we'll have so many listeners that we can't just name them all yeah that's right but um uh jake my cousin jake is listening oh, i know good. uh i don't know i have a lot of family members. my cousin katie katie listened yeah. she started listening she, she did some of them. Uh, kevin baby kevin baby's listening there's a lot of people i heard chris conley yeah was chris listening. conley's listening and she hasn't said anything but thanks chris for listening if you're listening I mean, this has been a fun season yeah, this has. you want to continue this in the season two you think yeah we'll go through the season two is going to be 1980s yeah, we're going to start with the 80s we're going to start back to 1980 and we're going to keep most of the stuff or some things might change the royal rumble thing will be gone because that didn't happen yet thank god oh, you know what sounds good anybody else we want to mention or thank i can't think of anybody forgetting anybody oh morgan Kalma helped me with some advice on some sound equipment morgan i work with him i don't think he's listening but uh, Morgan, call, I call him. Call him, call him, call him, call him, call him. All right. Alien. All right.
Okay. But anyway, it's time to get out of here, Chuck Berry. Get out of here, Chuck Berry. And thanks to Matt Truman. I forgot about that. Oh thanks, my God, Matt Truman, yeah. for your awesome of music. Let me use it, and hopefully, people have bought your music because I've linked to your album, your first album, one of your albums. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Matt Truman. All right. Yeah, here, Chuck get out Berry. Of here, Chuck Berry. Well, being a doubly right-handed people, I also sort of make fun of just regular right-handed people, too.